Lately, you've probably been waiting for a long line at the grocery store or perhaps at the department store. Um, I made the mistake the other day of running into Walmart for like vacuum cleaner bags. That was it. (laughs) 38 minutes later, I was back in the parking lot. Wow. You know, some of our college students have been waiting for grades to be posted and all of our students and teachers have been waiting just for Christmas break to start. Our little ones right now are waiting for Christmas morning, and some of you adults might just be waiting for Christmas to be over and life to get back to normal. Perhaps some of you are waiting on a promotion or or a job change or a call from a doctor or a call from a grown-up child. I'm not sure what you may be waiting for. Some of you are waiting on high school graduation. You know it's January. It's just around the corner. Senior-itis, as they call it, has set in. Some of you are waiting for your children to graduate. (laughs) Yeah, come on. (laughs) Some of you maybe are waiting for a baby or perhaps a spouse. Dylan's been waiting for Jack, his dog. But no matter what you're waiting for, I don't think any of us truly enjoy waiting. Anybody enjoy waiting? Yeah, neither do I. And most of the time, it is so hard to wait patiently. We, we can't wait to get that phone call or to log into our account to check the status of something or, or maybe even for the bell to ring and school is out and it's Christmas vacation. Imagine how the Israelites felt. It had been almost 400 years since they had heard from God. Well, I wonder sometimes, were they still waiting or had hope been lost? Now, whether they were waiting patiently or beginning to lose faith, I don't think anything could have prepared them and these individuals that I'm going to talk about today that are involved for the announcements that they would receive. Will you pray with me? Father God, I thank you. Thank you for the people that you chose years ago to be a part of this story, the story of the birth of your son. I thank you for your plan, um, for the way that you do things is greater than how we would do them. And, and I just pray that we can appreciate that as your people. I pray, Lord, that as we, we talk about the announcement and, and everything that went, went with it, that you would just open our hearts to your word. That we can leave here today and live what we learn. In your son's name I pray. Amen. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles, if you would, to, to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. As you get there, you'll see a little heading. That heading says, John is born. And I know you're thinking, you're in the wrong place, Pastor. It's okay. Stay with me. It's not what you were expecting. But we're going to start with verse 57 in Luke chapter 1. Now the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth, and she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and her relatives heard that the Lord had displayed his great mercy toward her, and they were rejoicing with her. And it happened that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to call him Zacharias after his father. What you need to understand right there is is that's what happened on the eighth day. If it was a male child, he was circumcised, and then he was named. Usually he was named after his father, okay? Um, But his mother... Verse 60 answered and said, no, indeed, but he shall be called John. And they said to her, there is no one among your relatives who is called by that name. And they made signs to his father as to what he wanted him called. And he asked for a tablet and wrote as follows. His name is John. And they were all astonished. Get ready. Here it comes. This is God's plan. And at once his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed and he began to speak in praise of God. Would love to have been there at that moment. 
Nine months this man hasn't spoke. All who heard them kept in mind, verse 66, saying, What then will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was certainly with him. And then his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of David, his servant. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy toward our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to Abraham, our father. To grant us that we, being rescued from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. Imagine with me for a minute that you are holding your newborn child and then you get to say these next words. Looking at your baby and you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High for you will go on before the Lord to prepare his way. To give to his people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God with which the sunrise from on high will visit us. To shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death. To guide our feet into the way of peace. And the Bible says the child continued to grow and become strong in the spirit. And he lived in the deserts until the day of his public appearance to Israel. This is the birth of announcement the birth of john the baptist whose scriptures say grew up and became strong in the spirit and then made a public appearance to israel his appearance his whole purpose was to begin telling people about the coming messiah the promise of god for reconciliation after 400 years of silence god god's plan would begin to unfold starting with the silence of zachariah being broken as he prophesied about his son and his son's ministry would be announced with John the Baptist announcing, prepare the way of the Lord. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. After all, John is still a baby in this passage. And while his birth is foretold by the angel to Zechariah, and it's announced by his father writing his name on a tablet. There's one coming after him who John says in his own words is his sandals he is not worthy to untie. And as amazing as the story of John is and his announcement and, and his father being, being mute for nine months by the power of God and then by writing his name is John. His tongue is loosed. As amazing as that story is and, and then prophesied about. It pales in comparison to this story. The story that was foretold by prophets and announced by angels. I often wonder, did someone know before the shepherds did? Mitzi and, and some of our, our littles um, have something prepared and she's going to share a story. So you guys go ahead and come on up. You know who you are because you've been practicing really hard. Mitzi's going to read to you. Now, I want you to know this is a fictional story, and it, but it begins with some very special animals. Animals that were very excited, and they were excited because they sensed something extraordinary was about to happen, and they wouldn't be disappointed. <clears throat> Once everybody gets settled, we will listen to this story. This is called The Song of the Stars, A Christmas Story. The world was about to change forever, and it almost went by unnoticed. But the leaves that night rustled with a rumor. News rang out across the open fields, and a song drifted over the hills. 
Then the wind whispered it softly in the sycamore trees that waved their moonlit branches to the sky, and a barn owl took flight. Woodland creatures stirred. It's time. It's time. In the pine woods, two deer raised their heads, and a big brown bear sniffed the air. A red fox darted, and the faces of little flowers lifted to the skies. It's time. It's time. And the skies shouted it to the seas, that thundered it to the waves, that roared it to the great white whales, that sang to the starfish in the deep. And tiny sandpipers danced it on shiny sands. It's time. It's time. The river, the running rivers bounded over boulders, and the otters clapped and played and sang to the ducklings that splashed and quacked, to the salmon that leaped and leaped. And tiny field mice and insects and little creeping things and sparrows and robins and every single blade of grass squeaked and hummed and chirped and sang, it's time, it's time. Wild stallions drummed it to the ground, get ready, get ready, be glad, be glad. And on a lonely peak, a lion raised his strong head and he roared it out to the empty wilderness, the mighty king, the prince of peace. And all the stars joined together, and in a chorus that rang out through the heavens, the bright and morning star, and on a hillside overlooking a little town, sheep nuzzled their new lambs, the good shepherd. Suddenly angels lit up the whole sky, and a great choir sang it out loud, It's time! He's come! It's time! He's come. And in the little town, in a little shed, in a little window, a candle flickered in the dark. And a tiny cry rang out in the cold night air. And high above, a single star, set in the highest heavens, shone out brighter than all the others, and poured down silver light onto that little shed, a light to light up the whole world. And the animals stood around his bed, and the whole earth and all the stars and sky held its breath. The one who made us has come to live with us. And a young mother with no place to rest, nowhere to stay, kept it as a song inside of her heart our rescuer. And lying on a bed of straw, wrapped in rags, a tiny little baby, a baby that would change everything. Heaven's son, sleeping under the stars that he made.
You know, the account of Jesus' birth, the announcement, if you will, <clears throat> is told in Luke chapter 2. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Now, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And here, here comes another favorite for me. You see, the shepherds, they weren't waiting for anything spectacular that night. They were just watching sheep. And I don't know what you know about sheep, but sheep don't really do a whole lot. They don't. And they're waiting. It's, it's kind of like when you're watching TV and the news broadcaster comes on and says, we interrupt your current viewing status with breaking news. Usually breaking news isn't good news. But this, this would be different. This news, it was not only be good news, it was the good news, the gospel. Verse 8, in the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around him, around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. You see, God didn't wait to get the perfect photo. He, he didn't update his Facebook status. Had a baby, it's a boy. He didn't tweet about the bundle of joy. When God does something, he does it big. And the angels would announce his birth. And his birth, this baby would indeed change everything. You know, the news that they, that they would announce, the good news they would share, it invited the shepherds to Bethlehem. And this news, it still invites us into his presence today. Verse 15 says, When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen just as had been told them. What I love about this birth story and about this announcement is, is the gift is presented, uh, the gift of the announcement is presented to the shepherds first. Shepherds weren't, they, they weren't, they weren't real high on the, on the chain of, of social status, if you will. But God went to the shepherds first with the gift of the announcement. And the angels got there, and, 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 and I want to tell you, it was before Hallmark, and it, and it wasn't the littlest angel either. But it was an angel of the Lord and he suddenly stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were frightened. But the angel said, do not be afraid for I'm bringing you a gift. I'm bringing you an announcement that will change your world. 
I, I read through that and I think, well, it's a good thing the angel came by himself first and said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce good news for all the people because I have a feeling if the heavenly host would have shown up first, there would have been, you know, sheep and shepherds scattered everywhere. Um, I just think that my mind wanders sometimes. But what do you think they would have, that would have happened there? They would have never heard the announcement. They would have missed it. That, oh, we're under attack from something. I have no idea, but, but they were superstitious somewhat. They, they were out there in the middle of the night. And it's amazing to me that they did not miss this announcement. Because this announcement was all about God's plan from the beginning. What may have seemed like a surprise to Mary and Joseph with, with a pregnancy was revealed as a plan. It was announced to the shepherds and they immediately went to see this gift. And then they went on to tell everyone, don't miss it this year. Don't, don't get caught up in all the crazy. Go and, and tell everyone. Let me tell you something. This announcement, it is God's plan revealed. It's God's gift given to us. And because of a couple of faithful people, they chose to honor God. They chose to follow what God revealed to them. And it all came to be. Because they all had a choice. Zacharias had a choice. Joseph still had a choice. He could have walked away from Mary. But when God revealed his plan, he stayed. Zacharias could have named that kid anything he wanted. And he would have stayed mute for the rest of his life. But they chose to submit. They chose to be humble. They chose to honor God. We're going to close out our worship time today with a response time. And at this time, I just want you to simply reflect on the things you've heard and the things you've seen. You know, the shepherds, they left the field that night in search of the announcement heralded from the angels. They left the manger that night glorifying a God and a king and a savior. The good news had been revealed. This baby would truly change everything. Emmanuel, God with us, his greatest gift was the gift of his presence. The promised one had finally come. And the message shared with the angels is a message extended to us today. Jesus himself will say, come to me, all who are burdened. Come. The message of the manger is a message of hope. Because the one lying in the manger will lay down his life to save mankind. The baby wrapped in swaddling cloths would have, had, would, would have his lifeless body wrapped and placed in a tomb. And then the star that guided the Magi to the child would pale in comparison to the appearance of that angel that shone like lightning as he rolled away the stone on that resurrection day. Our Messiah, the promised one, this baby would change everything. The creator would become the created. The one who breathed life into this world would take his first breath as an infant. His birth I don't know that there's another birth that would worry earthly kings as much as the birth of Christ. His death would worry the Roman Empire. The one who knew no sin would become sin. Satan would be defeated and death would be destroyed. And it all started with an announcement. So this Christmas, just like the first, we, like the shepherds, have a choice to make. What do we need to leave behind in order to search for the king? Take your time. Pray and meditate on his word. Maybe you're at a place where your best response is to simply let the words of the songs that you're going to hear be your prayer. Think about the, the bread and the juice and what these elements mean. Truly reflect on the gift that's been given to us and what Christ has done for you. 
When you feel that you're ready, feel free to come and have communion. If you need to have someone bring you communion, just raise, raise your hand or, or ask. We'll get it to you. If, if your response during this time is that it's time to be baptized or to join up with Huntsville Christian Church, please come forward. If you need to pray with someone, the elders are here. We have a quiet place set up uh, where you can go and pray with them. Think about what might be keeping you from seeking God or his will in your life. Remember, the announcement left the shepherds with a choice to make. And every week as we offer a response time, we have a choice to make. How will you respond to God's words during this time of communion? Will you pray with me? Father God, as we come before this this, uh, table, we look upon the bread and the juice, we reflect on the, the gift of your son. And Lord, I pray that our reaction will be similar to that of the shepherds, awe and wonder and amazement and then excitement and wanting to tell others. Lord, help us to, to look at ourselves, examine ourselves against your word. Take this opportunity that we may uh, ask forgiveness, repent, whatever it is we need to do to, to respond to your word today, Lord. I thank you for your son, for his birth, for his life, for his ministry, for his death on a cross, and for him raising from the dead and preparing a place for us. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.